This week, quarterback Sefo Lufau and outside linebacker Derek McCartney talked to the media before Mike McIntyre made his weekly address. Hey, Sefo, how did you feel the day after the game? Uh, a little sore, but um, more upset that uh, more upset with the performance that we put out there on Saturday. How frustrated is this football team right now? A little bit. You know, obviously, you're going to be a little frustrated after kind of how we performed on Saturday, but you know, I think for the most part, <clears throat> we're more, uh, I guess, uh, angry, I guess. Uh, it's not even about proving it to other people now. It's, it's proving it to ourselves and proving to ourselves that we can go out there and we can play and beat these teams. Seth, I, don't think any, sorry, I don't think anyone questions your toughness. Where do you think your ability to take these hits and keep coming back comes from? Uh, I just think it's it's a mental toughness that you know my family's instilled in me, and you know I, like I said before, you know I hang out with my dad's army guys all the time, and you know you don't get to complain about anything, and so I think that's kind of how I was raised and how I was brought up, and um, you know just uh, try and put everything into the to the back of your mind, and you know just keep pushing. So you guys had a news service that your team had players only meeting this uh, past weekend when you guys got back. Did you guys walk out of that, or did you personally walk out of that feeling a little bit better about uh, the team and the direction that it's headed? Definitely, definitely. You know, I think that a lot of good things were said. You know, it was it was run by players, brought up by players, and um, you know, they're, they're, the coaches can only do so much for us. You know, they can give us you know all the right techniques, um, you know, all the right plays, but you know, it's up to us to go out there and execute, and so. Uh, I think ultimately we came out um, with a better feeling and better understanding of what, what needs to be done. You say it's more anger than frustration, Mike, and I get that. And, and certainly you've worked really hard as a team to get to that level where you could be in the conference. How important it is, is it to get Yeah, I definitely think it's important, you know, to go out there and uh, you know play play a really good game and to get a win to you know kind of boost confidence because you know ultimately uh, a win is kind of any, the only thing that'll satisfy us right now. You know, we we don't care about uh, coming close, uh, overtime loss or anything like that. Uh, we just want to win. Uh, that's our our main goal, and uh, <clears throat> we just got to be able to be consistent in all phases. Um, so that we can you know, ultimately uh, accomplish our goals. So, you got, your passing numbers were a lot better than at any point this year. Do you guys feel like you gained uh, a little bit of rhythm, maybe uh, you made some progress in the passing game at least this past week? Uh, yes and no. You know, I think that I missed too many throws. and um, I just think uh, offensively we need to be clicking and in a rhythm, you know, in both running and passing. You know, I think we need to be a good balanced team, and um, you know, numbers numbers are not everything. You know, I I'll take a win over all those numbers any day. So, Sheffield said that uh, the real difference between last year's offense and this year's was just come down to a, a lack of in-game execution. Is that an assessment that you agree with? And if it is, how do you guys start to mitigate those errors in game and start really making sure that you execute the practice and on the field? Uh, yeah, it, it just goes on looking and seeing what. 
uh, the team does in film all week so that you have a better understanding on game day. And it also starts in practice, you know, being able to execute in there, um, your routes, your blocking, your throws, because um, how you practice is how you're going to play on Saturdays. And so um, for us to be able to, you know, click and move it on all cylinders on Saturdays, we have to be able to uh, go out and practice every day and play like it's a game and uh, be able to execute. Seppo, Scooby Wright is still out for Arizona. When you watch film of their defense, how drastic a difference do you notice with him not being out there? Yeah, Scooby's a really good player. You know, you, you have to give him that. But, you know, I think that Arizona has a really lot of, or has a lot of good guys that are able to come in. And, you know, obviously they're no Scooby Wright, but, you know, they're, they're solid players. You know, they're, they're Pac-12 players. And so, um, you know, yes, they're missing Scooby Wright, but they'll still be a strong defense without him. You know, I think that, yes, guys are moving around and uh, we've had some injuries, but you have to be able to adapt, you know, and that's not just in football, that's in, you know, anything you do. So um, the guys just have to adapt, um, study film, study hard, uh, work on it in practice so that in games uh, we're, pre uh, we're prepared uh, as well as we can be. You know, that's ultimately what it comes down to. And, you know, I trust the guys, you know, we played a rocky game, you know, not just the old line, but uh, everybody, you know, on offense. And uh, we just have to learn from our mistakes and be able to bounce back and, and play a lot better than we did last week. Seppo, in games that you don't throw an interception, the Buffs are undefeated this year. In games that you do throw an interception, you guys have one. Do you think it's as simple as that, or is it an oversimplification? Uh, yes, yes and no. You know, I think that anytime you turn the ball over, it's a lot harder to win games. So, um, you know, I have to do a better job of taking care of the football, and uh, so that it gives us a better chance to win. Seppo, you said you missed too many throws last week. To really feel good about your performance. And it's kind of, you probably haven't been as accurate this year as you would have liked. <coughs> why do you think your accuracy maybe isn't as good as you would hope for this year? I just. I think it's maybe down to fundamentals. Yeah. You know, I think that um, just being able to sit there in the pocket and uh, just deliver the ball. And, uh, you know, I just think that I just have to do it, basically. You know, it's, uh, it's as simple as that. Just be able to hit your receivers and, you know, give them uh, some time to get some yards after the catch. Time for just a couple more for Seppo. Oh, he's got to go to class. But to follow up on that one, how much of it is being hurried? You know, how often are you either dodging rushers or having to hurry a throw? Because that will affect fundamentals too, not being able to get set and throw and bring. Yeah, you know, obviously that does have a uh, effect on your throw, but you know, I think for the most part there were some easy throws that I missed, and there were a lot tougher throws that I made, and I just think I need to be more consistent in that in that aspect, so that uh, it gives us more of a chance uh, to get the ball to our playmakers. Seppo, knowing the way that your offense moved the ball last year, do you keep going into every game feeling like you guys are due, feeling like you're ready to pop? Yeah, I, I do because I think that we should be you know, a more explosive offense than we have been this year. And um, we're kind of searching for it, and it, it's frustrating. But um, you know, we just got to keep practicing hard um, and nail down the little things because uh, if you're blocking – you know, one certain way uh, instead of the correct way on a certain run play or a pass play, then, you know, everything can fall apart. And so we just all have to be on the same page at the same time. Okay.
Any last questions? One more? All right, we're good. We've got Derek McCartney here in a second. Derek, what's the most challenging aspect of defending Mitch Rodriguez's version of the spread offense? Um, I mean, they really, they really do spread you out a lot, and uh, they uh, try to get their athletes one-on-one -on -one with our athletes. So, uh, really, it just comes down to man-to-man uh, -to -man in, in open space, and that's pretty challenging. Derek, you're down two starting inside linebackers, and now it looks like you're down another uh, one of those backups is down. How, how, I realize you play defensive line, but how difficult is it for that defense to be down so many players at that critical position? Um, I mean, we obviously would like to have our starters out there, but uh, uh, we, we trust our, our backups and we trust what they can do. Um, we, uh, we're we just going to keep keep uh, trusting in them and, and their abilities. Derek, uh, you know, you're looking to make a huge impact on the rest of the season after you got injured here. What what type of season do you expect from yourself the rest of, your, the, rest of the day? Um, I I, uh, I put pretty high expectations on myself because I feel like uh, without a good pass rush and a good edge and everything in the defense, then we can't really be great. So I, I put a lot of pressure on myself to to to, to be great. So I'm I'm really working to work hard. Derek, how frustrated is this football team? And this week, how I guess critical is it for you guys to get that? I mean, we are. We're, we're very frustrated uh, with ourselves. Um, we, I mean, we just kicked ourselves in the foot way too many times, and um, <clears throat> it's it's definitely a critical game. This this game is huge for us. Um, we we all know that, and we're we're practicing like that, like we know that. Can you guys feel like you're able to get pressure uh, without blitzing, or are you confident that you'll be able to do that against Arizona? I I, I believe we can get pressure. <clears throat> I put a lot of that pressure on myself to get to the quarterback, but. Uh, I mean, we, we as a as a unit, we do need to be better at that. Hey, Derek, what was your takeaway, or what teams take away from that players only game you guys had after the game? What did what you learn, and what do you guys take away from that? Uh, one of the biggest things for me is just that um, our leaders need to step up and really lead, um, be more vocal, just be more part of the team, and just keep lifting everybody up. We can't let anyone's head be down in this in this time. Arizona's one of the best uh, rushing offenses in the league this entire college football this season. Is there any emphasis on rush defense this weekend? Absolutely. I mean, every week we come in, we, we, we know as a defense we need to stop the run if we want to win. So that's always our first goal. So we're, we're definitely focused on that. Derek, I posed a question to Seppo earlier. Um, the players' only <clears throat> meeting that happened this weekend, uh, do you personally feel like it was constructive, and that guys came out with a better understanding of what they need to do this week. I do. I think uh, sometimes when things start going the, uh, the way you don't want them to, that uh, guys on the team can just kind of put their head down, just kind of go with like the losing mentality. And I think that uh, getting together was really good. We had some, some of our big vocal leaders came in and, and stepped up and said some things and got some guys fired up. So. A players only meeting like that. How does it come about? Who called it? What was the, what was the scenario? How did this happen? Uh, after the game, uh, everyone was pretty upset, and Philip Lindsay came in, and he was fired up, and he was just, he said, everyone, come in. We're having a meeting tomorrow. Everyone had to be there. So the meeting was Sunday? Yes, sir. Anything else for Derek? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when you're desperate, 
for a win as a team, and and, and you have a team meeting, and, and you know you let the emotions out and, and get things straightened out. How do you still play, go out and play loose at the same time, rather than than turn the screws even tighter on yourselves? Um, it's not about. Uh, putting pressure on ourselves, it's about believing in ourselves, and that's that's more what the meeting was about. It wasn't to scare people like like we have to do this or we're never going to be. Any it's, it's more like you just believe in yourself, like we can do this. It was it was more of a uh, positive type of deal. Dirk, I know you're on the sideline, and I'm not sure how much you get to see of the offense when they play. But does Seppo's toughness? ever amaze you? He was sacked eight times, probably hit 20 times last week, but just kept on ticking. Do you get a chance to see him fight through what he fights through, and does his toughness ever amaze you? Absolutely. I mean, I look up to him. He's one of the toughest guys on our team, and uh, I, I fight for him, die for him any day. He's one of my best friends, too. Anything else? Thank you. All right. Uh, We've got Arizona this week um, for homecoming, which is exciting. Um, homecoming is always a lot of fun. And uh, um, they came off a big win last week against Oregon State. Um, the thing that makes them go is a new Solomon. Um, he hadn't been playing the last few games with a concussion, um, but he is an excellent quarterback. Um, the thing that a new does is he is able to stay alive. They do a lot of what we call zone read, dive over and over and over, and then he'll pull it. He has the option to run or pass, um, and he has a really a great knack of staying alive. Um, he's an excellent um, scrambler and can make plays. Uh, Nick Wilson keeps our offense moving, excellent runner, um, and, uh, and they have a, you know, an excellent um, big offensive line. And then Caleb Jones is a um, big receiver that's a, a good target for him. Defensively, um, you know, they haven't had Scooby, who's a phenomenal player. Um, but they've uh, moved a couple other guys around and uh, able to make plays. A guy that really sticks out and is, a, I think, an excellent player for him is Reggie Gilbert. He's a good pass rusher, big physical defensive end. And uh, uh, Coach Rodriguez does a, a good job with their team. And uh, they're going to be a um, – they're, you know, they were ranked, I think, in the top 20 at the beginning of the year. Um, I think they raced out to 3-0 and then lost a couple, and then they've come back. So um, they're a good football team that uh, – um, we'll be in here Saturday night. So I'll take any questions at this time. Coach, you're obviously uh, missing some linebackers as well. Yes. Um, you're down, obviously, your two starters. Uh, Severson looks like he might be out as well. So are you looking at uh, MJ? Yeah, Severson's out. So our three you know, top linebackers are out. Um, so we'll have. Um, you know, Rick, of course, he's played really well for us. Rick Gamboa. Um, and then we'll have uh, NJ Fallow, or Grant Watanabe, or Christian Shaver. So three freshmen and a sophomore. Um, with Rick Gamboa, the only, only one that's played a lot of plays. So, um, but they, they had a good day of practice yesterday. They had a good day of practice Monday. Um, so they'll uh, get out there and do what they can do. How close is Addison to being able to come back and play? Um, we'll find out later this week. Um, but it's hard for him not to get many reps live at all and then try to throw him out there off a knee. So it doesn't look as good if he can't get back tomorrow. Same thing just for Michael Atkins? Um, Michael Atkins is not um, back yet.
Coach, what's the biggest challenge of defending Rich Rodriguez's version of this for offense? Well, I, I think like it is, you know, when, when a new Solomon is in the game, the other young man, um, Jared Randall, did an excellent job. He's just not as accurate a passer on the run as a new is. And, uh, you know, when you watch a new play, um, it's kind of uncanny some of the things that he's able to do. And you're going, how's he even get the ball away? And, you know, how he scrambles around and makes plays. Uh, and so he adds another dimension to it. Um, but uh, Rich does a good job. They do a good job with their offensive line. Their offensive line is big, and they kind of knock you out of the way, and then Wilson makes little cuts, and boom, he's in the secondary. So you got to be able to tackle that. And then they do a good job of throwing the, the – uh, everything's a run-pass action. So when they're running a run play, there's really a pass routes going on. So uh, Anu's reading that as he goes. So he does a good job of reading that. Mike, to a player, most of the guys have said they're very frustrated. Some have said they're angry. I know they held a players-only meeting, and they're trying to channel that frustration and anger the right way. As a coach, do you like seeing a frustrated, angry team? Do you think good can come out of that, or are you maybe cautious? I had a, a, a coach who coaches another sport that's a very good friend of mine that saw a couple of our guys interviewed and read a couple of things they said, and he's a – head coach, it's um, prominent head coach, is a good friend of mine, and he called and said, when your leaders get really angry and ticked off, it's a good thing because they now know that they got to go execute and do it. Until it really hurts them bad, really bad, um, then they kind of just take it. So he called me and said, I think it's a good thing. So um, I, I like, I'd rather see them angry than not feeling anything about it at all, to be honest with you. Coach, as a follow-up to that, when you hear that Phillips called a players-only meeting, um, and then probably he related it was about getting them to believe in themselves rather than putting pressure on themselves, what's your reaction to right. hear that this is going on? Yeah. Um, well, he called it right after the game was over because um, we were flying back, going to be back on Monday. He called it right there while I was standing there. Hey, we're going to get together when we get back. Um, we'll get back because we didn't get back till 4.30 or 5 in the morning. Um, and we didn't get together on Sunday, so they had dinner here at 6. And he said, well, let's get together after dinner and right before dinner. Um, so, you know, you know Philip Lindsay's I call him the Tasmanian devil. He's an excellent leader. He gives everything he has. He has great heart. He's a great team player. Um, and uh, um, so uh, um, when they said they, you know, our leadership council said they wanted to get them together. And, uh, you know, I meet with leadership council once or twice every week and talk to the different guys on the phone all the time. So, uh they were um, excited about what happened in the meeting and all the type of things. Were you able to say something different about them the next morning, the next practice? Uh, yeah, they were more focused. Uh, there was more guys getting on each other, um, more initiative, more, you know, we didn't have to tell somebody to pay attention. The other players did. Um, so to me, that was a, a, a real positive. How do you prepare the young, inexperienced linebackers to defend the read option? Who takes the key to you? Uh, reps, reps, reps. Um, and we had a lot of reps today. We'll do, uh, also, we'll break it down. It won't just be a team group. There'll be a, a, like an individual area where you're just working the right side of the line with the back, how to read it, how to see it, just so over and over and over doing it. Um, it's, it's the only way you can do it. And then you show them a lot of film on it, too. But mainly it's repetition. And a lot of it's not. You know, full team repetition. It's diagnosed down into subparts. Coach, uh, yeah, Selo keeps taking hit after hit after hit. How do you? I mean, he keeps bouncing back though. How do you? I mean, at some point, he's 
get you up right a little more. How do you solve that? What's what's going on with that? Well, I, there is a combination of things. Um, it it is, um, you know, sometimes, uh, of course, sometimes it's the offensive line's fault. Um, sometimes we. Uh, might be holding the ball a bit longer to, to get a route type situation. So it's a combination of, of different things. Um, you know, last year we gave up the least amount of sacks in the league. Last year, um, the other night wasn't very good. Uh, but when we get, we knew if we got behind against them like that, that uh, some of the things they did for us to be able to throw, you know, throwing all the time, it'd be a little bit tougher. Uh, but when you can have, you know, when you can mix it up and run pass, it, it helps that situation a lot. Could you comment a little bit more? Right. It, you know, you'd like to have five guys or, or and then have one tackle and one guard, so to speak that can rotate in and you got a good continuity. Um, when you're having to move guards to tackles and, um, and, and opposite left and right side, um, it sounds very simple, but there's some logistics that go into it and some communication. And then, you know, if you've always dropped with your right foot back and now you're dropping your left foot back, again, that sounds simple, but a guy running at you 270 pounds and breaking down your left arm and your right arm and you get your foot turned the wrong way or your hip the wrong way, um, so that that's been tough, um, but uh, I feel like that we'll, you know, doing it again this week that we'll be better than we were last week. Um, and then you know ASU had some very good pass rushers also, um, that has something to do with it. So did Oregon. Um, so I think that that uh, um, will help us um, some as far as some of the guys that were pass rushing against us at times. Arizona has one of the best rushing offenses in all of college. Is there an emphasis on rush defense this weekend? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, what they do, they're kind of like uh, Baylor and those guys. They're spreading you sideline to sideline. And it's, uh, it's one of those things, you know, my wife always teased me sometimes, you know, why did you run up the middle some? Because everybody wants you to do, all, well, you're going to see them running up the middle, running up the middle, running up the middle. Um, and so they get you spread out um, and, try, and try to get you tired and then, you know, hit some creases there on you. Um, so you have to be extremely sound. You have to get lined up correctly and then, They've got some misdirections and things they do um, that um, allows them to, to hit some. But it's mainly the speed of the game and um, the size of their linemen kind of getting a push, and it ends up being a crease. So, yeah, we are working on it hard. Coach, you'll get Sam Cron Sage back this week. It seems like you had a little bit of success with Stefan on the left and uh, Shane at right tackle. Is there any plan to stick with that, or are you going to plug Sam back in? Uh, we have been working it both ways in practice. We've been working uh, Stefan at left and um, Shane at right and, and Sam at right and Sam some at left and guess Stefan got hurt. So you got to kind of work all those scenarios and we don't need that to happen. Um, but, uh, you know, Stefan did, did a good job at left tackle too. Um, my wife sometimes uh, tells me how to mow the lawn and <laughs> fix a car. So it's good to know you get a little advice from Exactly. Um, I think we all do. Okay. If we um, say yes, ma'am, we're still married, I think. That's, I learned that took me about 20 years ago. Um, friends and family, uh -huh. how, how, do they go, you're right there, coach, or do, and, and it, you know, do you appreciate the encouragement or do you just want to get the win and, and walk through the door and, with a smile on your face? I'd like to get the win and walk through a do the door and a smile on my face and the, 
the dog's not the only one smiling in the room um, is what I would like. Um, there's no doubt. And so would our, you know, the, it, that's a, a great point. You know, you get, you get texts, you get friends. You, I get texts from a lot of our players' parents mm -hmm. and calls a lot from our pay, players' parents saying, Coach, hang in there. Y'all hang in right. there. Um, what hurts me the most is, honestly, is looking in the young men's eyes in the locker room. And looking at the and looking at the coaches' eyes, and if they're blurry because they've worked all week, and there's no reward, so to speak, um, and so that's really what frustrates you the most, um, and really hurts you the most. And then you know, of course, going home. Um, sometimes I wish I was always in a good mood, but sometimes I'm not as in a happy mood as, I, and I shouldn't let always circumstances affect my mood, but I do. Um, so uh, I think that that. Uh, there's no doubt you like to walk in the room and um, be excited about everybody around you having a good feeling about the, the weekend. Well, I, mean, I, I can't speak for you, but if I landed at 4.30 in the morning and lost a game mm -hmm. on the road, I'm not sure watching the sun come up, I'm like, okay. But one good thing, you are in Boulder, and when the sun comes up over the flat irons, it is pretty. Okay. I will say that. Coach, you know, we saw when Phil Lindsay got into the game, Uh -huh. you know, is there still that from you guys wanting to get back to the run game and establish the run? Yeah, it is. Um, and we had some good runs there. Um, you know, uh, we definitely thought we would have an opportunity to run the ball on them. We did the year before. Um, but we got behind the eight ball so fast, and then we came out in the second half, and we got down again. So we felt like running it that type of situation. We needed to make some other plays, and we made some pass plays and kind of had an opportunity. But um, there is no doubt whatsoever um, that we feel like um, we would like to be able to run the ball um, better, and I think that will help us. And I think that we need to be able to do it Saturday. I think when we have a good balance, um, you know, we still gained over 400 yards and all that type of thing. But when you have a good balance, that enables you to have some more big plays, enables you not to have as many um, you know, some negative plays. Also, it allows you not to have a chances for as many turnovers um, when, you're, when you're balanced. And balance doesn't have to be 250 yards rushing, but it needs to be 150, 175, and that type of your attempts. Yeah, yeah. Now, you'd love to have 300 yards rushing and 300 yards passing, but yes. Mike, when Seppo goes to a game like he had where he sacked eight times, hit countless others, took some big shots, kept getting up, there were times you see him on the TV coverage and you don't think he's going to get up, but then he does and he goes in the next play and he just keeps firing away. Are you ever amazed at his physical and mental toughness? Uh, no, I'm not. Um, and, I, you know, I even I went up to him and I said, Sefo, can you keep doing this? And I said, because if you, if you can't, you, you let me know right now. And he said, no, Coach, I can keep doing this. I'm going to keep going. And, um, you know, he... Uh, can, can keep doing it. And, you know, we haven't got into as good a rhythm as we'd like in some of the games. Um, I definitely, today, um, I always say this, but I really mean this. Today is the best Tuesday practice Cepho has had since the CSU game. He was throwing it good. He was moving good. You know, it's like he hadn't even been touched. I mean, he's so tough. I mean, he was throwing the ball really well. Our timing was good. It gave me a great feeling that he is feels back kind of in the saddle, so to speak. Have you ever, 
I know the coaches sometimes don't like to compare, but have you ever had a player with that kind of No, I've never had um, – I've, I've said before, I've never been around a quarterback as tough as he is. Um, and, uh, you know, I know and – it, and it's hard because, you know, and also he's mentally tough. You know, we're, we're not winning. He's the quarterback. The quarterback and the head coach always take all the blame, and then we, we get too much credit when we win. And uh, um, but he is a, a leader and a guy that the guys believe in and trust. And um, I, for I'd love to see him definitely get some W's and get some accolades because right now he hasn't got any. He's done a, a lot of stuff, but we just haven't won games. And when we do win games, he'll start getting some accolades. Coach, uh, game against Oregon was a better showing for CU than had in some time. A lot of positives taken out of that. Yep. Can you talk about? What positives you took out of Oregon, how they might have translated an Arizona State game, and what you've, if there are any positives out of that that are continuing? Yeah, um, the, you know, I think the, the, the positive is we were able to, um, you know, battle with them. You know, uh, you know we're, we are, we've come a long way, but we've got a long, long way to go. Um, but we're not where we used to be. <laughs> um, but we want to be a lot better than we are. And, and that, that's really hard, um, and uh, for the kids, it's really tough. So you have to keep telling them that and showing them that and keep showing them up and uh, keep having them push forward. And so I think from the Oregon game, they took, hey, you know, we can play, we can play with these guys. Um, there's no doubt. And, you know, the, the Arizona State game, um, the time we went there before, it was really ugly at half. And in this game could have been, you know, it was 24 to 10 at half, um, and we basically gave them – um, it was a couple fluky plays, knock a fumble loose and about. I was hoping that was the, I was at, I was going. We need to change our rule to the NFL rule right there on that play when we knocked it loose and he was running in. Uh, so, um, but I think their effort, their know-how, and you know, for some reason we kind of busted a couple things that in um, that we hasn't haven't busted in the secondary that hurt us early in that game, um, and that we need to fix. But I think their 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 fighting attitude um, is is there. Coach, uh, you know, some players that I've talked to have said the execution, um, they, it just hasn't been there for the offense like it was last year. Um, and some coaches have said that things are happening in these games that they don't see in practice or, or they might not have seen in past games. How do you mitigate those errors if you're not able to be seeing them happen in practice and be able to kind of stop them before they start? Again, it, it's a simple answer and it's not a it, it, you just have to keep doing the repetition of it and then keep doing it over and over and be more precise. And I think that, uh, um, you know, in the games there, uh, you know, a couple times, we, kind of, we had a couple times in both the games to score really early on a couple situations and we were just a little bit off. Um, and if you, then if you score on those, it's, the, the momentum's a little bit different uh, in both those games. So that's what we need to do. We keep talking about starting fast, and that's something we want to do. Um, and every team talks about that, of course. Um, but we, we need to uh, go do it. So I, I think that just some things happen sometimes. And, you know, it's not a perfect science out there. And I think just the repetition, if we can keep getting close to repetition, you get closer to if something fluky happens in front of you, you're able, the repetition's able to take care of it, and you're more precise. Coach, when you look at this week and, and you have the, the players only meeting, and Derek said they really have to fight to keep, guy, keep guys from putting their heads down, how big you know, could a win this week be to kind of keep those guys' heads up and keep them believing in, in what you're, you're preaching? Right. I, 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 uh, I think I was, I was asked that the other day. A, a win is always 
in our situation, it's you know it's huge, um, and it, especially a, a Pac-12 win, um, and uh, so I think it's it's extremely big for the guys. And you know, anytime you win, you know, you make some mistakes in the game. They don't you don't look at them as bad. And you listen. You know, when you when you lose, every mistake is magnified, um, and uh, you know, winning kind of covers up sin, so to speak. And uh, you know, so that's what we need to do. We need to definitely win football games and. Uh, our kids definitely want to, and they're they're fighting hard. I mean, I I haven't had to get on them one time at practice of not going hard or doing that, um, which which is encouraging to me that they're having the fortitude to come ready. Um, when I have to start beating them with a bat, so to speak, um, uh, to push them to go, um, then that's when you really get nervous. Um, but I, I that's they always give they give me confidence watching their work ethic and their attitude and. And they're fighting. They want to. And you know, they said earlier they're angry. I'm I'm glad they're angry. I'm really glad they're angry. So you talked about the, the fluky plays, and then you got the injuries and stuff. Do you feel like you're on a streak of bad luck? Have you been on a team that kind of has had luck like this? Uh, I, I think you. True saying. I think you make your own luck. Now the ball bounces plays. You've got to react. You got to handle that and react. Um, but yeah, we had we've had our share. Um, there's no doubt. You'd like for the ball to bounce the other way, so to speak, and. Um, eventually it will. Uh, coach, this news about Steve Sarkeesian this week kind of got me thinking about how college coaches have such like a stressful job, and obviously he didn't really cope with it well. He had problems in his personal life, but how do you cope with the stress of this job and balance work and family and your personal life? Yeah. Well, first of all, I am I, I really feel for Steve. I, I, I um, got to know Steve and really like him. I'm praying for him and thinking about him, and I can't wait to see him get himself together. Because uh, he's very talented, um, he has a great charisma to him, um, and uh, um, I, you know, he's, I don't know what all is going on. But when I saw that the other day, somebody came in and told me I was. I just sat in my office for about ten minutes and just, you know, was thinking and praying for him. To be honest with you, the, the way I handle everything is through my faith and my relationship with Jesus Christ. That's how I handle everything, um, and uh, that's the most important thing to me. And then, then my family is next. Um, you know, we're going through a thing in my family. I found out an hour before the Oregon kickoff that my dad got put in the hospital and my grandmother got, my, my, my grandmother, my mother-in-law got put in the hospital. And uh, I didn't know if either one of them would get out. And uh, so my wife's been in Nashville at Vanderbilt Hospital going back and forth between my dad's room and my mother-in-law's room. But I don't have time to get there. Um, and so they're, my dad's doing okay now. My mother-in-law has had a small miracle, but she still has cancer all over her body, and I don't know how long she'll last. And uh, so, you know, those types of things are what you get you grounded and make you understand what really is important in life. Football is important. Winning games are important. How you treat people is important. How you care about young men is important. But I think there's a balance. And uh, But I'd love to win a bunch of football games. I'd feel a lot better. Talk about uh, Tedrick Thompson and uh, what impresses you about him, not only as a player, wow. but as a young man. You know, Tedrick's uh, to me an um, an amazing young man. He, his um, his mom, Flossie's an amazing lady. How she's raised her boy. She, you know, he has a brother that plays for the the Dolphins now, and um, and he's a, a young man that came here and has overcome a lot of obstacles. And academically, he's doing really well. And Watching him kind of blossom from being a little shy to talking, he, he asked me more questions than anybody, and that's why he's going to be successful. He is not afraid 
to go ask a question if he doesn't know something. I think that's a great quality in life. And, uh, and then to see Tedrick come back um, from the incident in the UCLA game that was, you know, a, a scary incident. Um, and uh, so he had a time there. He wasn't sure if he wanted to play again. And you can imagine laying on the field, getting put locked down in a stretcher, getting carried off an ambulance, um, and uh, his mom's watching on television, his brother's watching in the airport with the Minnesota team before they get on a plane. Um, and so they're, the coach is killed, and they're calling us and trying to find if he's okay. And so he kind of goes through that, wasn't able to come back the, the last half of the year. And so in the spring, we, me and him met a lot because he was trying to just figure out life, try to figure it all out. And then it finally clicked back and to watch him play now and, and see what he's doing and how he plays so hard and how he's become a leader and how he's grown up um, is really, really um, fulfilling to me. And uh, I'm excited about what his future is going to be, not only in football, but how, he's, how in life how he's going to be. It's, it's exciting. Um, and I tell you, it hurts him. It hurts him so bad. Um, he plays so hard. You know, that play he made in the Oregon game on fourth down was a huge play that got us back in it. His block field goal, you know, against CSU changed the game. You know, so he brings that energy to our football team, and he's a guy that I rely on and believe in totally. How is this game different considering it's a Pac-12 matchup? Well, um, you know, Pac-12 football, there's excellent players all over the field. And, uh, you know, the, the Pac-12 football game for us is, you know, is a, is a big game and being homecoming. And, you know, we sit three and three. We'd love to be better than three and three, but we still can reach aspirations. There, there's no doubt about it. And uh, we would, we, um, and this is a step at a home game for homecoming at home at Folsom. Uh, we've played pretty well at Folsom, and uh, I think we'll play well um, Saturday night. I think our kids will be excited about playing. Coach, you have Nelson Spruce uh, as your main receiver, high-volume guy, but there isn't necessarily a, a deep threat the way a tall, speedy guy like Paul Richardson was. So mm -hmm. how do you try and find a way to be able to stretch the field with you know a guy like Shea Fields or Devin Ross who, yep. while they don't have the height, they do have the speed? Yeah, you know, Devin's made a couple long catches. Um, Shea has, um, and they're able to, they're, they're, you know, they're fast. They're able to get down the field. We have some other quick, fast guys that we feel like have gotten down the field and made some plays. We would have had more big plays, um, but Cepho got hit. Um, if you go back and watch on film, you go, God, just a, just one more step, and it's touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. And so our kids see that too, and that frustrates them because they can just taste and see. You know, you're watching on film, and they're all going, Oh my gosh, he's wide, you know, and it doesn't happen. So we make a few plays like that, um, you know, it'll change these games. And I definitely believe we will. We just got to keep pushing to do it. And so I agree with you, but there's been some shots there. You've probably been seeing it yourselves up from the press box. Ah! And um, so we'll, we'll be able to make some of those shots. Any more questions for Coach? All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.